This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Today is a special day because this is the recording of our 100th podcast. That's right, 100th podcast. So I've asked Jody Caracosta, our Vice President of Somebody Cares International. I've asked Cassie Smith and Laura Moorhead, part of our Houston team, that are such a huge part of reaching out and bringing great testimonies because of the tangibility of Christ in and through their lives. We have a larger team than that, but I've asked these three to come on. Today, I want to talk about the good news behind all the bad news, because there's so many things going on in the world, and we want to be those who come back and tell the goodness of God. Look at what the Lord has done in the midst of the most difficult of circumstances. So let's just take some time, because as we were talking the other day, Jody, that you know a lot of times we can look at the cup half empty rather than half full. It is tragic as this 2020 has been in, in many people's lives, and many of us know people who have suffered from COVID and from economic uh, challenges, loss of jobs. We've seen so much increase of devastation in so many people's lives, not just in our country, but around the world. The disasters, natural disasters, human crises, the pandemic and, and pestilence, so many things. It can be overwhelming, but it's important for us to keep our focus also on the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, it says in Hebrews, that joy set before him was able to endure the things that he went through, the sufferings and the, and the pain and the shame. And And I just want us to take this podcast to talk about some of the things that God has done in the midst of it all. And that just shows his faithfulness and it shows his grace, abounding great and amazing grace on us. So I thought we could do that for the next little bit and just talk about some of the testimonies. And I thought maybe even starting out with um, maybe a couple of great testimonies of individuals' lives who've been impacted, Jody. So if you just share with me some of the things that you can reflect on this past year, and then I'll have... Cassie and Laura as well, because you guys have been so involved directly with some of our relief efforts as well as COVID response. Yeah, thanks, Doug. We have had some great testimonies that have come in. Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the foundations, one of the pillars of our ministry is prayer, and uh, you know, we we believe in prayer. Everything we do is bathed in prayer, and we believe that God works when people pray. And uh, we have a prayer line, twenty four seven prayer line, that accepts calls and texts. And um, God has been doing a lot of uh, wonderful things through our prayer ministers. Um, One woman who called, she was in failing health and she was really worried. Uh, She thought she would die and that she would never be forgiven. She was having some dark thoughts and was scared she'd not go to heaven. But our prayer minister was able to share the love of God and really shared the story of how Jesus even washed the feet of those who were going to betray him and um, talked about God's unconditional love for the caller and that God couldn't wait to prove his love for her. And that just stirred her faith and her fears vanished. And she was eager then to receive Christ as her savior just from that call. And then another woman received a doctor's report that she had Alzheimer's. She was a Christian uh, and she saw, you know, she even saw on the MRI that devastating gray matter in her brain, but she trusted the Lord and said, I'm gonna call for prayer. So she did decided to believe that no matter what it looked like with their physical eye, she was going to have the mind of Christ, a sound mind. So she went to a neurosurgeon the next week and uh, our neurospecialist the next week. And then she called back to report that God is still in the miracle working business. The gray matter was no longer um, 
appeared around her brain. So she was, she was healed. Amen. So we, you know, God is a God that heals in, in God is a God that saves and in the heart, you know, in a hard year, God's still at work. Amen. So those are two stories I can share from our prayer line. Then we've had a lot of stories from around the country, COVID shutdowns all across the country. And we have, of course, chapters and centers and ministry partners that have continued to reach out in compassion ministry around the country. In New England, for instance, our Somebody Cares New England was one of only three food pantries that remained open during the pandemic in their area. And they serve a, a large population of elderly. They moved their food pantry operation outside so guests could just drive up and received the groceries uh, in their trunk. And um, they received a couple calls. One from a woman in Maine. And this woman in Maine was really concerned about her elderly mother who lived in Haverhill. Uh, her mom was short on food and she couldn't leave her house because of the COVID crisis. So our chapter there dropped off their groceries to ensure she was stocked up for a while. And the woman was so grateful. They were able to minister peace to her as well. She was concerned alone. And then they got another call from Florida about a single mom who has five children, and she was short on food as well with all our kids at home from school all day. They did a grocery drop off her as well. And, and I, I also noticed, Jody, that during um, during Thanksgiving, they were actually distributed 400 turkeys and uh, had, had plans to give out 350 hams for Christmas. I know they're doing an outreach coming up mm-hmm. um, for Christmas, and they're actually be giving away 350 hams other resources, gift cards for those that are 18 and under. So in the middle of all that, they've been actually expanding their capacity. And as you said, they were one of only three food pantries or food distribution areas uh, during this past year in the midst of COVID. So it's amazing what we can do. And we've talked about this often, all of us here in our team uh, for Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International is that uh, when Jesus fed the 5,000, you know, we, we always look at the miracle of, of the multiplication of the little boy's lunch, but he actually asked his disciples, he said, you feed them. It was 5,000 men, yeah. not even counting the women and children, which, you know, some commentators said that it could be, you know, 15, 20 plus thousand people if you count all the women and children that could have been there. But even if it's just 5,000 and you have one boy's lunch, it's all they had. And uh, when they offered it in Thanksgiving and began to distribute it, it became when they collected up the remnants, it was more than they started with. They had so much more left over. It was more than enough. And and that seems to be so true when it comes to doing things in the name of the Lord and reaching the hurting people around us that we never have enough to meet all the needs. But if you start with what you have and offer in Thanksgiving, God always seems to multiply it. He does, Doug. And that stuff has been happening. We've received those kind of reports from chapters all across the country how the need has expanded, but then so has the resources. Uh, God provided when they didn't even know, you know, what the needs were going to be, God was providing. Lisa and I were going to try to be at the outreach uh, in New England with Somebody Cares New England and Marlene and, and minister for them this coming weekend, but it wasn't able to work out. They were going to do all their Christmas outreach, plus they have two churches now. They have one on a, a college campus, and they have the other one in their city, Haverhill. And, uh, and then, of course, other churches that we work with in the area. So we're going to try to target that sometime in January instead, instead of before Christmas. But I would have loved to have been there to experience some of the things that they're doing there as well. And, and, and listening to the testimonies that Marlene and, and uh, their team have been able to do over these last few years. 
Yeah, it's been amazing. And I was saying, you know, God starts meeting those needs even before they know about it. One story was right here in Texas. We had a, uh, a partner ministry in Houston that had received a bunch of building supplies and they um, they sold them, which was approved for them to do. But anything they didn't sell, they donated to us because they knew that we were continuing to do Harvey and disaster, other disaster relief. So one of the things that they donated to us were several pallets of windows. Our chapter in Southeast Texas, Jasper Newton County, is still doing a lot of repair from Harvey relief and from Laura relief and flooding and other things. So we wanted to get it out there. We asked Laura to make arrangements, uh, Laura Moorhead, who works in our, our office, to make arrangements to truck it out to Southeast Texas. And she contacted a company that agreed to take them out just for the cost of fuel. They took a whole flatbed truckload of supplies out there for us. And then they were blessed with a with a pickup out there. So they ended up donating the, the transportation. We offloaded the, the windows and the other building supplies. And then just a couple days later, a single mother with three small children called the office out there with a request, urgent request. It was cold. She lived in a mobile home. All the windows had been broken out and the HVAC system was not working. So they quickly were able to get her three floor heaters, uh, space heaters, and they have a volunteer construction crew coming next week. And now they have the windows to repair this woman's home. She's a Christian. She was wondering, you know, praying about how the Lord would provide. And before we knew that need, God was arranging us to get windows in Houston to take over to Southeast Texas. So well, what I love about the back end of this story, and since we've got uh, Cassie and Laura on the phone, uh, Cassie, tell us a little bit how that came together. Cause you had a relationship with that organization. And then, and then it's a, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny at the time, how God puts everything together when, uh, so tell your part of the story. Absolutely. Um, so it's actually an organization called family promise and what they do is they help families that are experiencing homelessness. And so they had been given building supplies to do a fundraiser. 2020 knocked out all of their big banquets and fundraising that they normally do. And so they hosted a weekend um, where they set up a sale at a local church. And the whole gym was filled with every kind of building supply from little small Get gadgets that I don't know the name of two big items like sinks. And um, we had a refrigerator and a stove. And so they told us beforehand, if we could come collect it, whatever's left over, no charge. They, they love somebody cares. They love what we do. You're, you're misconnect the dots, which was why you fit so well with somebody cares. Because, oh, thank you. <laughs> because even before that, I mean, you were already connecting people and other ministries and, find there were some things they could use and you were connecting dots even through that process. And then you were able to get the, the warehousing for us before we send it out. Absolutely. Houston Responds jumped in to help me uh, in collecting it. They also offered their local warehouse that was actually within 15, 20 minutes from where these building supplies were. And so it was a lot of work, a lot of girls with muscles and a few guys <laughs> pitched in and we got all the, the building supplies uh, moved over to warehousing and then Laura, uh, who works here at Somebody Cares, she began to organize the trucking, uh, which was the miracle Jody just spoke about. Not only were those building supplies sent out to those who have gone through disasters, but also ministries that were needing um, the stove and refrigeration and things like that for their food banks that they run. 
um, through the week. And so it was amazing. It's always when you're in the middle of it, you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, I think a lot of times and probably a lot of our listeners experience it as well. You don't say yes to something because you think it is so massive. You're never going to be able to pull it off sometimes right down to the hour. So the day I showed up to pick up those building supplies, it was myself and two other, the, the two ladies from Family Promise were the only ones to show the entire volunteer crew. I still <laughs> three months later have never heard from them. Um, they just were no shows, but we sent up a SOS via Facebook and some other things. And we had, you know, the guys here in Texas with big trucks and big machinery. One guy had a forklift. One guy has a car loader. Uh, neither of them knew me, but they, the one went with the car loader, picked up the forklift and they both showed up. And had they not, it would have, it would have not happened, mm -hmm. but they did. They showed up and we were able to get that moved quickly into warehousing. Any of these kinds of, but, but what if factors and and there's another part of this component because that's a miracle in itself. And then the, the day that we were supposed to have the, a truck pick, pick up those resources, get them to Jasper Newton County, I, I understand both of you, you and Laura, uh, through the office, were, were the only two in the office and working that day, having to coordinate uh, at the last minute, thinking if this doesn't happen, what are we going to do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the coordination of it really... Um, Harbinger Freight out of Rosharon, they were amazing. Uh, Mandy at Houston Response, she repalletized every single pallet. Wow. I believe they hand loaded the pallets because they don't have a forklift at Houston Response. Um, and they were able to ship it to somebody cares in Kirbyville. So. Now, but I understand though that the, that the person who normally has the keys to the warehouse was out of town. Right. So um, Charlie at Houston responds. He deserves a vacation and he got one. Um, but I uh, contacted him over the break and he said, you know, he was on vacation and uh, Harbinger Freight because they were donating their time. I was trying to make it work, but it ended up not working over the Thanksgiving holiday. We had to do it on the following Monday, but it was a blessing because they had a piece of equipment that they had ordered and they he had never even heard of Kirbyville. And then he said, you know, I was supposed to pick up a piece of equipment and they said it's in Kirbyville. And he's like, that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, so that, I'm going that, there. That's what's so cool about that part of the story and how it all coordinated providential in that moment. Here's how God mends that net, how God makes the net work is that because they said yes to serve the Lord and help and volunteer that, that God was already going before them and blessing them by donating their time. Now they're not, they're going to Kirbyville, dropping off all this great material that was necessary to help people there. And they ended up picking up a, an order or load that brings income back into their company as they brought it back to Houston. Yeah. And I think I've shared it a, a several times around the office, but when we really understand what disappointment is, that word means not the appointed time. And whenever things begin to fall through and you think, oh, I mean, Laura and I over Thanksgiving break, that was what we were trying to sort out. How do we make this happen? And every time we turned around, it was a, it felt like a closed door and this was going to fall through. And so disappointment, that emotion comes up and we feel that weight of mm -hmm. we've let everybody down. But God views disappointment in a whole nother, another way. We believe that our steps because we are in right standing with God, they're ordered by him. And so even when we don't see the full plan 
or what is working out behind the scenes. God is working it out. So when we have those times of disappointment, which could cause us to all just go, you know what, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. I'm signing off for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, Things will just have to sort themselves out. We didn't do that. We just trusted God was working behind the scenes and he did. And, And obviously it's for the best because this trucking company didn't have to go to Kirbyville, come back and then go back out the following Monday. It was able to happen seamlessly all on the same day. Well, that's amazing. You're right. They would have had to go, come pick it up, take it out there, come back with an empty load, which cost them fuel and money and time. And uh, and yet God orchestrated for, for one thing to seem to be a not appointed time or disappointment, I like that term, that that in the providence of God, that by doing it on Monday and working through all the details, it was a win-win for everyone. And including the story that Jody shared about uh, a woman who was really at wit's end and really needed help. And uh, so every component fits together. That that to me is an amazing mended net and the net that works story. I mean, they, these kinds of things is what I think makes us all tick. And, and, and speaking of that, I know that, um, Laura, you've been working on all of our COVID relief uh, efforts as well. And with all the assistance programs we've been doing all through COVID, and that's been another miracle that Jody will share in a minute. And one of those stories, Laura, uh, I, I still think about is the one where one of our partner ministries that we had given them some funding and they also helped us to process and vet through some of those that um, that needed res- needed some utilities paid for or rent. And uh, it's, a, it's about a, a, an elderly woman and why don't you tell that story, because that's a powerful story, how one component led to another piece to the ongoing relationships between the various churches, Somebody Cares, as well as Calvin and, and that uh, senior uh, senior woman. She called the office and she needed help with her mortgage. So we connected her with One Team, One Fight. One Team, One Fight went out. They just go above and beyond. They could have just called her and got her the application, but they went out to help her fill out the application. So they went out to her home and realized that her home was 97 degrees inside. And if you've been to Houston, Texas, you know it is a hot summer. So they didn't want her to have to um, stay in the heat. Her central AC wasn't working. She contacted me and I reached out on Facebook, just generous people, anyone that you know wants to help this lady. And a, a couple from our church, the church on Masters Road, uh, reached out and they provided a really good AC unit for her. So we went out and we got to uh, pray with her and just install the AC. And she was really, really grateful. And she still calls the office. And Helen uh, Miller from One Team, One Fight, and I call her our second grandma. Uh, so she was super blessed by the AC, and she was super blessed just because they would take the time to come out to her home and help her fill out this application. And we were able to help her with her mortgage. That's also So Calvin and Helen Miller, which has been great friends of the ministry, have gone through a lot of our trainings. Uh, they have their own ministry, but they've been such great partners at every level through outreaches to prayer events and so on. In fact, I'll be with them here in a few days for an all-night prayer meeting. And I told them I'm a bit too old to stay up all night at these kind of all-night prayer meetings, but I'll, I'll be there for as much as I can. Calvin, by the way, is a, was a veteran, and also a Navy veteran, and uh, just a great brother. And uh, so they were helping a woman who was, how old was she? 82. Well, you get you get to see all the, the notes that come in from people we've been able to help through the uh, the grants and the assistance program that we were able to set up because, uh, you know, and you've been able to see so many things, people coming back and saying thank you and amazing testimonies you've been accumulating and prayer requests from people. 
and uh, and you'll come back. We'll come back in a minute to share any of those that you that you remember. And Cassie, I know you've got some incredible stories, even from Harvey and people we've been able to help. And you've stayed in relationship with a lot of widows and others that have gone through so much. And and they and more than the resources that we're able to connect and help people with, it's really they need a listening ear. And we live in such a impersonal world today that they just need someone to talk to, vet to, pray with, just to know that somebody cares. And you guys all epitomize that. Jody, the COVID grants that we've gotten, you know, and, and other grants, in the midst of us trying to be responsible and with our fiduciary responsibility, not wanting to have to cut back what we were doing, but yet we had to find ways to cut things back, including downsizing our office space and so on as we prepare for what God has for the future. In the middle of all that, I think we were all amazed, that, you know, I know you and myself and the team, that God continue to provide things, even when we're cutting back to make sure we can maintain what we do globally. Uh, and then even in the Houston area, for because all of our chapters are doing it, these are similar stories happening all across the board and around the country uh, with our ministry chapters and affiliates. But in Houston, to be able to get the resources for the COVID relief uh, and without us having to go solicit for it, and then also another large organization of the last couple of years uh, reaching out to us and providing lots of resources to help 500 families in East Texas get back into their homes already. Yeah, yeah. The, the COVID grant, um, a local foundation reached out to us and said, what are you doing? You know, what are you going to be doing during COVID? Are you going to be doing anything? Are you going to shut down or are you going to reach out? The Lord had actually been speaking to me prior to COVID even happening that we needed to look at a way to do individual assistance again. We hadn't done that from our ministry offices for probably a decade or more. So I was been thinking about it and looking into our applications and, and prior to COVID. And then when this happened, I knew this was a time when we would be able to, you know, there were going to be a lot of people in need with the shutdowns, people losing jobs. And we um, told the foundation that we would help other ministries that were continuing to help the homeless and uh, deliver hot meals to shut-ins, and that we would also do individual assistance. And so they gave us a really sizable grant for us to begin doing that. Um, wasn't long, just a month or so, and, and the, that money was gone. And so when we sent our report in, we said, if you have any additional funds you want, you know, we can still, <laughs> there's still need out there, we can still use it. And they sent us another sizable grant. Uh, and we thought that would probably be the end of it. But they came back to us this fall and said, what are you doing during the holidays? You know, we have some additional funds that haven't been used other places. Y'all are, you know, let us know what you're going to do. And we went back and and talked to our church partners, our ministry partners, and said, what do you see the needs are out there? And, um, you know, what one church came back to us and said, you know, we normally adopt, you know, X number of kids from us from a school, our school system to help during the holidays. And the school system wants us to triple that amount because there's so many kids in need. So we were able to go back to the foundation and say, the need is still huge, you know, and um, they gave us a third <laughs> large amount of money that now we're using to help children during Christmas, help families with groceries, help shut-ins, deliver gift baskets to shut-ins, um, and also continue to help the families that just need help with their rent or their mortgage or utility bills because they're out of work or their hours have been cut back. So it's really been the provision of the Lord for the Houston area. There are local Houston foundations. So we've been using that money in Houston as they directed. But such a blessing to be able to do that in partnership with our churches and help thousands of people around the Houston area. 
Well, especially in our policy is to help leverage the relationships in the kingdom. So it's not just about us because a lot of times we see our name on it. It's about leveraging the kingdom of God. And that really is that mending the net and the net that works story that has been a part of who we are for nearly four decades. And and so it's it's such a blessing to see in the midst of the most difficult of times how God still provides supernaturally, at least in our perspective, supernaturally, how God continues to provide in in ways we would have never known. And you can't even think these things up. I mean, it's how the Lord is so awesome. Look how good the Lord is. It has been a year like no other in our lifetime. As we have all endured trying times, the world has needed to know that somebody cares. Because of our faithful partners, that is just what we've been able to do all year long. Knowing that everything we do must come from a humble posture before God, We have engaged in local, national, and global prayer initiatives, including the return, 50-day fight, fill the bowls, and others from the beginning of the year to the end. As the pandemic spread and shutdowns began, God provided unique ways for us to serve, like distributing 90,000 N95 masks across the country to medical professionals and first responders, sending food and other supplies to the Navajo Nation and other hard-hit communities and grocery distributions increased. Deliveries to shut-ins began, youth programs moved online for a time, as did crisis chaplaincy services. The needs of the homeless were met, prayer line calls were answered, and people came to faith in Christ. All because somebody cares through you and us. And his name is Jesus. Partner up with Somebody Cares. Uh, They are an incredible organization who is loving people all over the world. Thank you for being a part of the net that works and letting people know somebody cares. So Cassie, we are able to partner with uh, places like Home Depot, Lowe's and, and Cons and get be able to get uh, appliances and resources to different people after Hurricane Harvey. And Yes, incredible to hear their stories. So many of them did not evacuate. So many of them were still living in their homes. Uh, One particular home was of an 85-year-old that um, was not mucked out. So she experienced flooding, several inches of water in her home in in late 2017. The organization that we partnered with didn't find her until 2019. Wow. So the home sat in that condition. She is now the proud owner of a home that she lived in 50 years being completely remodeled. We were able to help with um, the majority of the kitchen appliances. So, so many stories like this 85-year-old that are just heartbreaking, but incredible as you talk to them. You don't hear that heartbreak so much as you hear just the joy and um, the assurance that they're going to be taken care of. Many of them are believers, have wonderful church partners that we've worked with. And so it, I've been honored as I've gotten to know their stories. Well, I love the, idea, the, the stories because it goes on to show the triumphs that God can bring even out of the most difficult of circumstances. And the, or we used to call them the triumphs out of tragedies. And, and there, there's, you know, the end of the story is not finished when God's with us. You know, God has not forgotten anyone, forgotten us. And uh, out of the most difficult of circumstances, it's amazing to see uh, the goodness of God in the midst of it all and working through those things by people like yourselves and like those that we get to work with. And these stories are just what's happening locally, not even across the other parts of the country and parts of the world that we all get to work in. 
So Jodia, share a little bit about um, about the grant that we were given to help Somebody Cares Jasper Newton County that actually helped 500 homes. Yeah, we actually received um, several grants from several different organizations. Uh, The original grants that we were able to to get were, you know, they were they were reasonable size, but they weren't huge. Um, They were to enable us to help, you know, 20 to 30 families. Um, but once they started seeing these these uh, these granting organizations started seeing the work that we were doing, the quality of the stewardship, um, our accountability, they offered more. When other agencies around the the state were unable to fulfill the grant requirements, more funding became available for us. And you know, over the course of a couple of years, we we got over seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to help with unmet needs, to help repair homes, to help fix uh, septic systems and replace flooring and replace roofs and install sheetrock and redo bathrooms and kitchens. And, you know, most of these, most of these people that we helped were, well, a lot of them were elderly or disabled veterans. Um, We were working in uh, two counties in Texas that are the the poorest counties in Texas and very rural area, not a lot of ability to get help. And that's part of what we do even with all of our disaster relief. When we send Mm -hmm. out Mark or Mike or Bob or others or part of our team to to go to areas that were hit by natural disasters or hurricanes or fires, et cetera, we're always looking for those who could have fallen through the cracks. And so while many of the larger agencies go to a, you know, to the critical infrastructure areas, or larger communities, we're looking for those that maybe have been overlooked, so we can make sure that there's there that the net is not ripping open, that we can see those who may not get help can at least have some encouragement and get some help. Yeah, and this area has been hit, you know, by over and over again by uh, several storms. They were hit by Rita. They were hit by Ike. They were hit by Harvey. They were as soon as we were done, really like we were wrapping up all of our Harvey work there after three years and Laura came through and hit them. And um, they, they had experienced some other non-hurricane rain events flooding as well. But um, this one woman, I tell the story about Mrs. Brooks. She's a, she's a disabled senior citizen and her home was damaged in hurricane Harvey. She had sagging floorboards and the walls and bathroom were damaged and she was living in the home. She had no place else to go. And um, after two years of looking for help, she finally came across our team there in Southeast Texas. She wrote back a store, sweet letter to us saying, I'm beyond blessed. I went so long without help and finally it came. My home is falling apart before you came to help me. Such a wonderful job was done. Although all the work is precious to me, the most precious part is my bathroom. I would almost fall trying to get in the bathtub because I'm disabled. But with my new tub and my new shower, I can just slip right in with no worries. It is so wonderful stepping from the bathroom into a beautiful bedroom. My whole house is such a blessing. There's just no words to describe how I feel. I feel like I'm walking in heaven sometimes. Wow. So after living in that, you know, after living in a home like that for two years, we were able to help her. The things that many of us take for granted. Exactly. And, uh, and of course I've experienced, you've experienced in countries around the world stories like this, but but we've been bombarded with so many natural disasters, human crises, pandemics, and pestilence in the last couple of years, and increase, of course, this year, mm-hmm. that um, that we've seen so many stories like this emerging, even in places that we have to work here locally. And, of course, great stories of our chapters in Aberdeen, Scotland, 
Baltimore, St. Augustine, Tampa Bay, San Antonio, Southern California, uh, all over the country. We have incredible champions uh, that partner with us, our chapters, affiliates, partner ministries, uh, story after story after story, but it would take hours to, to testify the goodness of God. But there's one story I want you to share before I come back to Laura and uh, Cassie, and it's the story of the person that was ha that became homeless, living in their car, and she was pregnant, and then we were able to help them. Yeah, it was in the middle of the summer. This so a couple that was affected by the pandemic. They found themselves homeless. They they had been living in an RV park. They had just moved into this RV park right before the pandemic uh, shutdowns occurred, and because of the COVID precautions, the RV park evic evicted them. They were the last in and they they were the first out um, because they needed more room in the RV park. So they ended up, you know, he had lost his job as well. He was a carpenter and um, he had been laid off. So they had no home and no job and uh, were living in their car. And the woman was late in her pregnancy, her first pregnancy. She was 40 in her first pregnancy. So uh, can you imagine living in your car as you're pregnant. And um, it was the hottest, I think the hottest week in Houston, the over a hundred degree temperature. Um, her husband did get another job, but he wasn't going to get paid for a few weeks. And, and um, so they found us and it was Friday. We weren't able to get them into a new place on that Friday late afternoon. So we called our partners, um, YWAM Houston, which works a lot with homeless, and they were able to get this couple into a hotel for the weekend to get them out of their car. And then on Monday, we were able to find another RV park for them to get them settled into an RV park. So her husband could start work. I think that that week he started work so he could go to work confident that his wife was going to be okay and their, and their unborn baby was going to be okay. And they were so grateful that they could um, get settled again and uh, we're really looking forward to the arrival of their child. So, wow. um, you know, some of those just tug your heart. When that one came in, I thought, what? She's pregnant, living in her car in 100 degree weather. We've got to do something. Yes. So, Laura, was that one of the stories that came through directly at the office? Or was that through one of our partners that, that we helped leverage uh, some of the COVID grant? Yes. So people have been calling our phone and the phones have been ringing quite often. And so that was just one of the stories uh, from that, just contacting somebody cares. And then we plugged them in with the church partner. Wow. That's amazing. And then of course, there's so many more stories in all this. And I think it's so motivational that I'm not sure people would worry about. They love hearing stories. We need good news in the midst of all the bad news going on and how God can still see us through the most difficult of circumstances. Any final uh, parting comments, uh, Jody? Or well, I would just say, Doug, that it's been an honor to uh, see all that God is doing through Somebody Cares firsthand, to partner with all of our chapters and centers and ministry partners around the country and see their sacrificial lives uh, that they lay on the altar before God and, and see how God uses us. Um, you know, it's not in our own strength. It's not in our own power, but it's in the power and strength of the Lord. And it's by his resources. And, um, you know, we invite all of you listeners, you know, join the net that works. Um, if you want to see God moving in and through your lives, become a part of Somebody Cares. Well, and, you know, there's four primary components that we're involved in. And that's, we didn't get on that today. We've talked, shared that in our heart-to-heart -heart Zoom calls. But prayer initiatives locally, nationally, internationally, that we've been a part of from the get-go for nearly 40 years. And then, of course, 2020, that never stopped. 
The second is the area of our ongoing compassion coalition of chapters, affiliates, centers, uh, partner organizations that work from orphans to poverty eradication, to widows, to the homeless. It's amazing how this net is working together in all of our affiliations and, and that are part of a Somebody Cares family. And then of course, uh, we won't share that now because of the sake of time, but they can read our magazines and go out and look at our uh, former heart-to-heart -heart Zoom calls or go to our website and find out about what Somebody Cares Denver has been up to. Somebody Cares Jasper Newton County, we heard some of that today. Somebody Cares New England, Somebody Cares San Antonio, Somebody Cares St. Augustine, Florida, Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, uh, Somebody Cares uh, uh, York, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, we go on and on, Somebody Cares Aberdeen, Scotland. And these are just the official Somebody Cares names, but not even counting the incredible things that LoveBot is doing with helping over 30 girls, elementary school to 18 year olds in, in Colombia, in the midst of COVID, how they've been able to build a class act place for orphans there for girls. And what Core Love is doing in, in Haiti, which is a, a, a direct connection of our relationships that we've had with them and so proud of what they're doing. And the story goes on and on and on of, how they're all interconnected. And, and so it's, it's really, it's amazing. So because of all that, we were involved in our disaster relief, which that we've been bombarded with disasters this year, haven't we? Natural disasters and hurricanes, even in the Gulf and, and fires in Northern California. And then of course, because of all that, God's given us a unique positioning to be able to minister to leaders at every level, the seven spheres of the culture from political leaders, police chiefs, mayors, city council, uh, congressional leaders, you know, behind the scenes that we don't talk about publicly, but God has given us access to business leaders and people that we don't ask them for anything. We're just there to minister. Uh, and there's so many crises that could happen. And behind the scenes, God gives us that capacity because of our leadership awakening and intensives that we're going to be doing even more so even uh, before COVID, through COVID, and, and, and when we get past COVID, we really are looking at doing a permanent 24-7 uh, Houston Prayer Mountain and a place for leadership training where people can come from uh, all the seven spheres. They can come for two and three day intensives to get immersed in the presence of God, to get their focus back, to go back into the spheres of influence that they have. And then ultimately, we want to have a Joseph storehouse that we've been able to help so many ministries over the last 40 years, getting properties, getting resources and trucks and forklifts and resending resources. But when a crisis happens, uh, we feel like it's time for us to also have a Joseph storehouse here connected to the ones we have across the country so that we don't have to keep looking for resources like, like portable uh, sh uh, shower trailers or, or portable um, uh, uh, water, uh, potable water uh, resources and, and cots and other things and other resources. We feel like that we're looking for some acreage in Houston so we can be a part of our ongoing network and also have access and maintain the stewardship of those resources instead of just buying them and giving them away and then not having them for the next go around. So it's just a, it's, it's prayer, compassion with action. And it's also strategically thinking and connecting parts of the body together to be far more effective. We help anyone, but we also know the greatest asset to any crisis or asset to the generation and the culture in which we live is the ecclesia of the church. And once we're connected together, Jesus can wash us together. He can mend us together as a mended net. He can spread us out, wash us, mend us, and then together we as the church can be cast out for a greater harvest in the Lord. And, 
And that's really what I think what's the driving force in all of us now that we have this passion for God that gives us a compassion for people. And it's, it's beyond human comprehension because even those who don't like us, we still want to help them. And uh, we just, it's just a principle of the kingdom. And, and when we do that, I, if, he, if he is high lifted up, all men will be drawn into him. And so I thank God for a wonderful team. I thank you for all of our partners and affiliates and organizations and churches that, uh, that are partnering with us, all of our prayer partners, all of our financial supporters. And we couldn't do it without the net that works. We couldn't do it without the partners that are part of something bigger than themselves. So Laura, Cassie, Jody, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all of our other team members. And, uh, and what a great way to have our 100th podcast is to just talk about the goodness of God and say, you know, look at what the Lord has done. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348 please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.